This is James Washington, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. Please go to RosterWatch.com, get a pro membership. You can still get a pro membership for $3.99, and you will be grandfathered in at that price moving forward for the rest of July. But you have to act now. Go to rosterwatch.com and get a pro membership. The PPR cheat sheet is up to version 2.0, where if you follow the three simple rules, an expert quality draft is guaranteed. Coming very soon, we have the cheat sheets for standard, for half-point PPR. Of course, the Dynasty Rookie cheat sheet, up currently, right now. Uh, The Best Ball cheat sheet, up currently, right now. And all of our pre-draft tools continue to come out. Of course, our in-season tools will get you to your fantasy playoffs if you listen to our advice and you always have access to us in the comments section of any pro article with a pro membership. With that being said, my name is Alex Dunlap here with Byron Lambert. We're getting into the harder redraft season at Byron Lambert. Where the hell are you? You're off somewhere in Florida. Hanging out in Pensacola for a few days, just making sure that all the loose ends are tied up and that Everything is organized for an explosive August. Well, what, I, what are the uh, what's what are things looking like out there in Florida? Nice, man. It's really lovely town, Pensacola. The beaches are unbelievable. The big white sand, nice and clean, very clean, clear water that you can walk way out into. Uh, you not, not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't walk way out. I wouldn't walk too far out, man. That's a that's a sharky, sharky part of the world. Well, far out, sharky. Far out to to me in the ocean might not be as that far to some others maybe that have grown up around here, but it, it feels far <laughs> to me before it gets too too deep out there. And uh, really, are you not, going chest deep? Eh, I ain't been going that deep, man. <laughs> Waist deep? I mean, what? Yeah, is I'm, it up? Is it up to the? Is it is it up past the belly button? Kind of between yeah, the belly button I'm and willing, the nipples. I'm willing to go. Willing to go about waist high, man. <laughs> it's, I'm telling the you, fish, man. The fishing pier is not too far down the beach, and I don't know what's chumming around over there. So, well, you know what they've started doing there because I get the newsletters from the Alabama fishing uh, fishing game department because I'm I, I'm usually out there in Alabama. I'm I'm out there in Alabama once a year for the Senior Bowl in the Mobile Bay area, but we generally go once a year in the summers too i'm taking a break this year just because you know my son is um he's just too young to take a cross-country road trip we'll probably we'll probably give him his maiden voyage in the old uh in the old dad mobile with a kayak on top next year because i think this year would just be way way too much but i i was reading today they actually at this one fishing pier the one in orange beach which is really close to where you are right now um the the sharks like the the anglers they fish a lot out there i'm sure you i'm sure you're hearing a lot about the spanish mackerels a yeah, lot of people I, are catching I, them. I think that's yeah. on the menu tomorrow when i go inshore fishing 
Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's not going to be on the menu food-wise, hopefully, because those things taste like shit. But um, they're fun to catch. They're interesting to catch. You're gonna you're going they're gonna want you to use these things called gotcha lures. You'll see it's a, it's a it's a pretty cool lure to fish with. But anyway, the Spanish mackerels are coming up half eaten by the by the sharks, and so they asked if they could please open up some of these sharks um, to, for them to be able to fish off the pier. And they started opening it up on like Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, I think it was, from like from at, from dusk until midnight or something like that. And then they, it was such a success they opened it up in some of the mornings too. Those those fishing piers are fucking sharky. I mean, I've I I, I don't spend any time really on the pier when I'm out there. You know, I'm, I'm I'm always out either if I'm not going out on a red snapper boat, I'm on my kayak. You know, out off of Fort Morgan or out there in Mobile Bay or something like that. I don't ever go fish off some dirt ball pier. And so, even with a little bit of pier fishing that I've done, every time I've gone and done it, there's been some kind of encounter with a with a shark. Um, not by not necessarily by me, but by somebody close to me or somebody getting one on or the shark eating half half the fish. And I look down and I'm like, man, there are swimmers and there are beachgoers, literally, you know, 50 feet on either side of this pier, and all it is is sharks. It's, it's, it's sharky area out there. Have you been out fishing yet, or is it your first time to do this inshore trip? Uh, it's going to be first time tomorrow. Just going for a casual trip, just to uh, get a little bit of time in with one of my buddies out here. But uh, man, I'll tell you what, it's, it sure does get you know warm and sweltering out here. But I, I will admit, I think it's a little bit cooler at night here than it is in Texas, man. Oh, it certainly is, man. I mean, it's I don't. I mean, yeah. This is a very interesting part of the world. Well, it's interesting because it's interesting because, and especially, I always tell people about the Little Lagoon out there in Fort Morgan, where it's like an awesome fishing, uh, like just an awesome. um, I don't know what do you call it, like a like a sanctuary, like it's like a fishing sanctuary, right? It's like there are all these big speckled trouts, and there's redfish in there. I think there are sharks and other stuff like that too. But then all around the outside is this protected forest with these huge pine trees. You know what I mean? Right it's by the beach, di- right by the pristine yeah, beach. It's unbelievable. Guy, like really tall ones. You're just like, whoa. Yeah, dude, I went. Where I, am I? I went to a place Texas, called. We have a bunch of little, you know, mesquite brush and you know, you know, little crappy, you know, South Texas shrubs and all this stuff. Out there, it's like a, you know, it's like a thick forest like piney woods i mean these beaches in this water is at least 25 percent better than south padre on on it just alone uh and that's texas is you know kind of probably it's gold standard right and but you know the the people and the scene around here is also on top of that just much much better so um yeah pretty pretty good spot man I'm, i'm digging it so far you're, you're having to sit out. If, if there's any issues with uh, Byron's audio or if it sounds like there's birds chirping in the background, he's, he's, been, uh, he's been sent to the backyard of, his, of the house he's staying in because, what, you're staying with your friends that have a couple little kids and they just went down for a nap? Yeah, two twin 14-month-old boys. <laughs> let, let me tell you, man, that's a different kind of action. The boys are woolier, dude. Like, I can already tell that my son, his, his hands are somewhat, like, I just look at his hands, and they're so much grimier and dirtier than my daughter's hands ever were. He, he gets into more shit. Oh. He, go, he gets around. He gets into more trouble. He's more woolly. He's more wild. And I, I can't imagine having two at 14 months because that's right at the age 
where they're just now learning to walk. You know, you know, they've probably learned to walk by now, but they're just kind of learning their way around the world, and they, you know, they can move around. They can get themselves into such big trouble. You really got to keep an eye on them. And you were telling me before we started, before we pushed record, <laughs> that they've been you've been hitting it hard with the booze the last couple of nights because they, you know, they kind of hit it a little harder on there. Like I just got to tell you, dude, that's what it's like when you have those kids. You need that booze. <laughs> like you get like the minute they go down, you get like pop a, you know, you pop a shot, man, drink some booze. It's like it's definitely a. Um, Tough time to cut back on the alcohol yeah, consumption that's when the what, kids are that age. Yeah, that's what my longtime friends out here were saying, man. It reminded me a, a lot of you. But then late at night the other night, they admitted that they they like to booze in the first place. So it's a real solid excuse, <laughs> man. Yeah, well, that's what we all do, right? Okay, well, a um, bunch of news to get to today. I guess you wanted to talk about James Washington. So let's James, James Washington brought us in. We love James Washington. He's one hell of a kid. Why? What, what, what is this burning so brightly in your chest right now about James Washington of all people? Well, I believe the Steelers' offense has room for, for production out of, you know, multiple players. You know, I think there's room for the third, fourth guy in Pittsburgh to be at least a spot play in fantasy – you know, we know James Washington is a stud from our off-season scouting. From a stud. Being I mean, at the Senior Bowl, you've monitored. He, he you've was monitor- almost as dominant at the Senior Bowl as Cooper Cup was. I know? think he, every bit is dominant. To me, it was just in a little bit of a different way. It was like he kind of outbodies people, outmuscles people. Maybe not doesn't look quite as technical, but he's a real technician. He's got that it better. Is, well, isn't that messed up that he, he outbodies and outmuscles people and stuff like that? But what he's known for is just a vertical threat that can just get past you. That's all people really see him as. He's a lot different than that. Yeah, which was crazy because, you know, that's what you saw on tape at Oklahoma State. And But when you see his body type, it's so odd. It's a little Jarvis Landry, a little Kendall Wright-ish, somewhere kind of in that range, long ar- longer arms than he has really height, kind of squatty and barrel-chested a little bit. Um he doesn't look – he doesn't have the body type that is reminiscent of a player that can get vertical on you. And I know after the Senior Bowl, a lot of people were questioning whether that would translate, whether the speed would be there or not. I know he ran well at, at uh, Pro Day at Oklahoma State. We have the video at rosterwatch.com for our pro subscribers of James Washington running his routes inside Oklahoma State Pro Day. You're going to see that kid. He is – go watch the videos, guys. He's an unbelievable player. Uh, Prospect uh, that really checked all the boxes. I just think there's room in the Steelers' offense uh, for another guy that can be productive at least in in places. And there's just so much attention on on Juju right now, rightfully so. You know, especially with Martavis uh, Bryant gone. Uh, you know, but uh, to, to me, there's room for that third wide receiver three that can be productive in that offense. And so, good quarterback, good team, good offense really good polished rookie player who you know i compared it to recently i mean i probably you know i might not think he's as as uh, high on the depth chart as i thought cooper cup was last year but i think he's with a better offense and a better quarterback who i would at least preseason have expected to score more points than i might have the rams last season going to the season i like cooper cup an awful lot we were getting him late last year and i mean you're telling me we're getting james washington still three four five rounds even later than that this year so rationale logic dictates to me that this is uh 
a player that should definitely be on Roster Watch Nation's radar in every single format there is. James Washington out of Oklahoma State, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, we've been telling – I mean, he's on their radar. We've been telling them about James Washington since February, right? But we got to remind just, him. we got to remind him that he needs to be on the fantasy radar since, since, right since, now. Since January, I, yeah. I just – man, here's, here's my thing. How much is there to really go around? I mean, could he be a Martavis? Hey, dude, is 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 Sammy Coates the only shitty wide receiver that Kevin Colbert has ever drafted? I mean, he I mean, he really is he, the what, the wide what, receiver. What kind of track whisperer. record does that fucking guy have? Well, he goes I to mean, all the pro days. He's one of the best yeah. evaluators we see on the beat every single year. You know, we always give credit. To Co- Kevin Colbert's on the boots on the ground, d- does his homework, man. And the thing is, James Washington is a kid. This is the huge difference. Martavis Bryant is a knucklehead. James Washington's the consummate teammate and like professional football prospect. He's the sweetest kid you've ever met. You, the minute you meet him, you say, "Oh my God, he's got production. He passes the athletic test, and he's got this kind of character and football intelligence." Like oh, we want this guy on our team. It's a great fit with the Steelers, uh, you know, culture. I think that's a huge difference between him and Martavis Bryant. Yes, he's a massive upgrade over Darius Hayward Bay and Sammy Coates and. Athletically, no, not over Martavis, but we saw those flashes of production. I think James Washington, Washington can deliver similar, in similar fashion. You know, in different ways he'll deliver it to you, but the end result might be you know similar at least in spot useful spots uh, along the way. And if anybody goes down in that offense, James Washington certainly gets a bump. And this is probably a guy who's going to be min salary, right? I bet he's going to be like a DFS tournament play this year. Oh, I cer- yeah, I, I certainly do think that he will be, for sure. With his vertical capabilities, a big play capabilities on a cheap minimum price with Big Ben pulling the trigger and the defense is having to respect Juju, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. I mean, James Washington's going to have a few games where, definitely a handful of games where if you can dial it in and calculate it right, he's going he's gonna to bu- he's gonna bust some big plays out, man. The 2018 Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. Winning fantasy players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it. Three rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. It's magical, it's mystical, it's mythical. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. It is only at rosterwatch.com. We got to get to the Shady McCoy news. Um, then I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't really give a shit. No one's going to come after us for how we go. I just, I mean, I'm the editor in chief of the site and I'm in charge of the content. I don't want to. I don't want it to. I, I don't want to put anything out there irresponsible. But here's the thing: it's already out there. Shady McCoy has been accused of senselessly, brutally beating an ex-girlfriend of his, um, who is, I guess, you know, I did some looking around about this chick. She looks like she's some kind of Instagram girl. Uh, does a lot of um, Delisha Corden. She does a. Oh man, this is getting worse and worse. Um, so now we, ha- but basically, there's a photo surfaced of her from a friend of hers on Instagram, saying that Shady had beaten the shit out of her yet again, as if it was something that had happened before, and that 
not only that, but, you know, she completely went off in this Instagram post saying not only that, but she he'd beaten his dog so bad, his dog named Henny, beaten that dog so bad to where it had actually gone into, did you hear about this, man? Like, it had actually gone into kidney failure or something? Uh, the dog had a liver failure or some kind of you know, organ failure due to the, how bad the beating was. And also that he beat his kids senseless uh, for doing things like wetting the bed. Also that he was super um, jacked up on uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Stero- you know, she said steroids, all the steroids, all the needles, all this shit like this. Just completely calling out Shady McCoy on Instagram. We have Shady McCoy that answered by saying none of this is true and that these are ridiculous. We have yet to hear at this point in time, according to the podcast, Tuesday, 3.30 p.m., anything from Drew Rosenhaus, anything from the NFL. There has been a statement from the Buffalo Bills saying that they're looking into this. There has been a statement, I believe, from the NFLPA saying a little bit of the same. Now we have a statement that just came out from the Milton uh, police uh, down there in Alabama. And I'll just go ahead and read the statement because I, this just came out. I'm not sure if you've seen this yet, Byron. It says, on July 10th, 2018, at approximately 3.18 a.m., Milton police responded to a home invasion at a residence on Hickory Pass near the Cherokee County line. The preliminary investigation indicates that this residence was specifically targeted by suspect or suspects and not a random incident. When officers arrived, they found one victim who had been physically assaulted by a lone intruder. During the altercation... The suspect demanded specific items from the victim. An adult female victim was treated and released at North Fulton Regional Hospital. A second adult female victim also sustained a minor injury during the incident. Milton detectives are continuing their investigation. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact Detective Christopher Bradshaw at, and then it gives his email. That was just now tweeted out three minutes ago at the the time of this recording in a release gained by Charles Robinson, a friend of uh, Roster Watch. Uh, who also reports for Yahoo Sports. Or I guess he reports for Yahoo Sports. He's also a friend of Roster. <laughs> Certainly, that's probably the way to say it. Now we have busted coverage coming out with a note saying the plot thickens. And with this, what this is saying is that... Oh, goodness. Um, cops are now saying... We have Corden's mother speaking out. We have Corden's sister now speaking out. This is, these are all things that I have, I have uh, just now seen. And then they also have the, um, they also have the incident. Wow. So now they, it's the same deal. What busted coverage is taking this to say is that, in the, the exact uh, nature of the quote is saying the pot thickens. And this is what it's saying is saying that Delisha Corden was targeted for this. They did say that. It was a targeted home invasion. It does not name LaShawn McCoy as the one who targeted these people, but it was a targeted home invasion, and Corden's friends is implying that LaShawn McCoy sent, and I quote, dudes in her house to pistol whip and rob her. So things coming in from all sides here, um, posts now flooding Instagram now that we know that the Milton police force is saying that it was a, de- a definite targeted attack where that that picture of that girl that picture of that woman we're now finding out that's a real picture 
That girl got her ass beat by somebody. They're saying it was a targeted invasion. Her friend, who got pissed off about it, gets on Instagram, blasts Shady uh, for this attack and for all these other attacks. This attack is still an alleged attack. But as we put pieces together, we're starting to realize that there could be something really fucked up going on here. We're just Byron, I just, I, I just talked for, a, I just talked for a good while trying to get background on this. Have you been following it? What do you think? What the fuck? Well, I mean, it's so obvious. It's almost unnecessary to discuss. You know evaluate the situation if it all turns out to be true, right? I mean, everybody knows how anybody normal would feel if all of this turns out to be true and is a reflection upon, and Shady's connected to it, then obviously horrible, horrible, you know, person and reflection upon him. I would say just recently we did have the situation with David Irving in Dallas. I'm not sure this much came out with police involved, but she had reported something of a similar nature on social media about him and ultimately ended up retracting it. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but just got to wait for the details to come in. I mean, I'll tell you that. Was there a photo like this? Like, was there a victim? Yeah, it was, it was photos. It was photos of definitely like bruises and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you see, but was it as bad as this? Like that? She looks dead in this photo. Yeah, I don't think it was as bad as this one. This one looks pretty bad. Like, you I'm, have to give a not safe for work, like, warning. For, you know, like, a warning, graphic language. Like, TMZ and some others got, you know, people complaining. They said, you can't just pop that kind of image up on people. I mean, she got whooped. I just... Yeah, I mean, that's what... A, that's certainly de- that's certainly what happened. Um, I... I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm just thinking about this from a fantasy perspective. I mean, I just know the trash man has been kind of hyping up Chris Ivory the last couple months as an option that we need to be looking at as a LaShawn McCoy handcuff and a guy that may have some sneaky standalone trashy value in spots as it as it were, just given amount, the amount of volume that the Bills are probably going to have to you know, ground and pound with this year. Uh, if they can stay in these games, you know, we'll see. But uh, I know it's a uh, pathetic offensive line in Buffalo right now. But uh, Chris Ivory is a must-own. So if he's on the cheat sheet, I mean, right now, I mean, it's, it certainly feels like maybe LaShawn McCoy's got to come down a little bit to hedge against ownership there and maybe got to make sure Chris Ivory's positioned on there so people recognize he's an, you know, a fallback option if they, if they do draft uh, LaShawn McCoy and – you know, who knows? Ultimately, this can make McCoy's ADP fall, and all of a sudden he represents value. You know how the pendulum swings. It's, it's probably important for us to talk about the running backs that are clustered around him on the latest version of the three-step draft cheat sheet at rosterwatch.com. Yeah, okay. So we don't have any good information right now about LaShawn McCoy except the fact that this is a despicable disgusting act that was committed by somebody against a woman who Shady McCoy has had what we can say based on what what we know of the situation at least can we at least say a contentious relationship with this woman I know that he's had to have her forcibly removed from a residence of his I believe his Alpharetta Georgia residence and we do know that this woman police are now saying that this was a targeted home invasion 
the woman's friend and the person who had the photo with her. So probably, I'm assuming, the person that was maybe in the hospital, you know, there had been around her at some point, is now putting Shady on blast over this. It could all be a big mistake. With that being said, things are picking things are picking up steam with this. And if you listen to this, you know, on on Wednesday, and you have more news, our apologies, but we're just kind of we're just kind of trying to talk through it. I don't even know what to do with them on the cheat sheet, man. Like, if this is any if this is anything where he has anything to do with it, he's he's done playing football for forever. Yeah, if there's you know? if he's implicated in any way and it comes to light, it, well, he's not be, just done playing football forever. He's going to jail. And and uh, gonna, and, 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 and let's not. For, I mean, I'm 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 not going to even pile on and talk about previous stuff with him or character things or the fact that he doesn't tip like all those stories like all the pre- previous like we don't even need to bring it bring that stuff up this is in a different class by itself and it's just i mean if this is true i i just i'm just i'm disappointed i'm just disappointed i mean it's just it's disappointing this is disappointing anyway you slice but um so shady uh we have him right now you know baked in to take somewhere probably if he falls to you Around pick, you know, 2.10, 2.11. At this point, that's way too high. Um, that could change by tonight if they come out, if the Milton police force or whoever comes out and says that there's nothing to all this, he's not implicated, you know, this is all crazy, give the guy a break, which is what we really need to probably do in the court of public opinion. We shouldn't be the judge and jury and executioner for this guy. But for our fantasy purposes, we can't be taking him at 2.11 if we have drafts right Well, unfortunately, we haven't had much exposure to Shady McCoy this offseason either. But yeah, it's time, but was, time I to... Start, I was starting to like him a little bit more and more when you look at the Busts and Monsters tool because Shady, uh, Shady McCoy, just with his, with his ADP, I mean, Rock as solid. far as his standard monster, like he gets a monster standard 31.25% of the time over the course of the last two seasons, which is a top five. He's a top five in bust rate, uh, you know, only busts in standard uh, 21% of the time. And then in PPR, only busts 15% of the time, which I believe was, was it third best? I'll just go ahead and look. Uh, no, fifth best. So he, he's, he's top five across the whole distribution. In every part of that tool, and it had me warming up to him a little bit. Well, two, three with the news permeating the ethos today that Demarco Murray has four or five teams in mind that he's spoken with, does this all of a sudden become a potential destination in Buffalo for Demarco Murray? Yes, absolutely. I don't like it. I, I like Demarco Murray running behind a good offensive line. We saw him run behind a good offensive line in Dallas. We saw him run behind a good offensive line in Tennessee. This is a horrible offensive. He's, I, I, don't, I don't think he's a good fit, but I think that they might look at him. Yes, definitely. If, 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 if DeMarco Murray goes there, then I love, then I love Chris Ivory because I think nobody's going to want Chris Ivory. So let's, let's just talk about Shady first. Like, do we need to just take Shady off the cheat sheet until we get clarity on this? No, I would just drop him down to the point where it's like, you know, you're throwing darts with the other guys that you're picking. Okay, so what's a a dart throw? I mean, would you take LaShawn McCoy right now before Darius Geis or Kenyon Drake? Oh, no, I'm thinking way, way further down this sheet than that. Okay, so would you take him? Would you take him? 
after Alex Collins or Royce Freeman? Although, did you take those guys before him? Jay Ajayi, Sony Michelle, those dudes? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking way further down with maybe the Emmanuel Sanders or the Demarius Thomas or... Well, those guys... Emmanuel Sanders is above those guys. I'm talking about running backs. Yeah, I want him. I want him. Well, I want him far behind. I want him behind all those guys. Yes, I don't. I don't. I don't want a guy who might Hold not on. play do it you, all this year. Do you, do you do you like a man? You don't like Emmanuel Sanders more than guys like Jay Ajayi and stuff. I thought we've had the conversation about Emmanuel Sanders. I like Emmanuel Sanders this year. We're getting a ton of him on the cheat sheet. Yeah, I love Emmanuel Sanders. I'm I'm just saying he's typically been a guy that's going what like, I mean I know ADPs are adjusting for a redraft, but this was a guy going like. Seventh, eighth, eighth, ninth round in best ball. So if you're getting Shady McCoy in the eighth, ninth round, it's a a place where you can start to think of But There might be other people that don't love Emmanuel Sanders as much as us. And the upside with a LaShawn McCoy is massive. So if you drop LaShawn McCoy down to the eighth, ninth round, and you know that's decent. Maybe in full point PPR version of the ultimate draft cheat sheet that you've architected. You know, obviously receivers pushed up a little bit, so Sanders might be a little higher on there than... I'd seen well, no, Sanders. My... Here's the thing. All right. This is dumb getting off talking about Sanders because Sanders is placed on the sheet at a place where it's it's not where he's ranked. It's just in a place wherever he's he's put in a spot where he's between four players and you have a selection between four players and Emmanuel Sanders to where if you are light on wide receiver, you can always be guaranteed to get Emmanuel Sanders for you know you're basically I've put in it. I've I've architected this sheet to where you have a backdoor wide receiver two and Emmanuel Sanders, and that's the worst that you're going to get. And for that to happen, I had to put him at this spot on the sheet. So he's, well, he wouldn't, isn't a good guy to say for like you, apples to apples comparison. Wouldn't you, take, wouldn't you still take Shady McCoy probably over Randall Cobb if you had a dra- draft tonight? Over Randall Cobb? Yeah. I think I would take Shady uh, Yeah, I would take the chance. I would. So, do you, all right, would you take Shady McCoy over Carrion Johnson? Probably Before not. Do you know anything? Probably not. What about not. Tevin Coleman and Tariq Cohen? <laughs> God. I'm yeah, not, I'd, I'd, I'd take him over both of those guys. Neither of those guys are going to win your league. I don't think Carrion will either, but he, he, has a, he has a chance to be more of a centerpiece of a roster than either Tevin Coleman or Tariq Cohen. Okay, so let me get back down to these guys. I can't believe we've been talking about Shady down here. And this could be something, when people hear this pod... You know, this could all be this. This could all all be for naught. But we we need to we need to make sure that we just get this updated. When we get more news, we'll have more news. Okay, so now Devontae Freeman or Mike Evans? What if I told you that was perfect? Okay, and then Joe Mixon or T.Y. Hilton? It sounds very dialed in to me, man. Those are all tough decisions. That's a little quadrant of players that were that Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Mixon or Doug Baldwin. Personally, I'm uh, personally I'm taking Joe Mixon. Yeah, but I so wouldn't you, have a problem but if somebody able t- to get Doug Baldwin at the end of the third and Joe Mixon at the beginning of the fourth. If you're picking in spots where those guys are going to be falling to you, so I like how this is set up. We moved Devontae Freeman up one spot. We kept Mixon where he was. What about we Jordan Howard? McCoy way down. Jordan Howard in this mix with Luke. yeah, he's right. He's right there in the. I mean, do you like Jordan Howard as much or more than you like either of the Minnesota wide wide receivers with Kirk Cousins? 
probably got to give the edge to Jordan Howard there. Yeah, I mean, I, have a, I think it's a, I think it's a good choice. I think it's a good choice for people to have. Yeah, hey, I mean, so, you're, you're, you're winning if you're getting any of those guys at that spot in your draft. I'll tell you, though, as of right now with this latest news about Shady McCoy, it definitely drops him to the ninth or tenth round in redrafts.